Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Choose Inclusion. I'm here with my boys today, Yubi and Mike. How are you guys doing? And I love that intro. We're one of her boys. Finally, like we're we're finally one of her boys, Ubaldo. <laughs> it reminds me. It reminds me of In Living Color. Remember? And oh my gosh! Backup dancers like J Lo and. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. So so you're my backup dancers. I'm done with that. I Man. love it. Mike's, Mike's dance moves are a little a little killer on the dance floor, but <laughs> <laughs> amen to that. <laughs> Hey, so welcome, guys. We're excited to have a guest today for our Black Voices Matter series. Um, Sydney James is the founder and CEO of Inyor. Um, so Inyor is a safe and secure social media or social messaging platform where professionals can speak their truth without fear or judgment to drive organizational change. Uh, Sydney's a native of Alabama, currently living in Washington. And so we want to welcome Sydney to the podcast. Welcome, Sydney. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here, just uh, connecting with everyone beforehand. So I'm super excited. So uh, the first question we always ask our guests is that given everything that's happening in the world, how how are you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm doing really well. Uh, you know, I just feel like things happen and, you know, you just try to try to stay in control of the things you can control and, and help as many people as you can along the way. So like in order to, you know, get started on, I mean, we definitely want to dive into in your and the story behind it, but I think that in order for our audience to really understand why in your came into being, we really need to understand your backstory. Can you tell us a little bit about kind of how your journey to getting to where you are today? Absolutely. Uh, so um, as you mentioned earlier, I'm from, I'm from Montgomery, Alabama. I was, you know, born and raised there, went to the University of Alabama for undergrad, uh, did a startup engineering certificate at Georgia Tech and then went to business school, University of Miami. Um, that's kind of like the academic background. So I've been in Seattle uh, about five years now. So I moved here August of 2015 and um, this has been home since. And that kind of got me started to get into tech and startups and, and, and really, you know, painted that journey for me uh, once I got here. I didn't expect to really get into this particular space, um, I was thinking that I probably would do something related to more food because I do love food. And then um, I started to apply for jobs here in, in the area and I, I was just getting rejected, which was surprising considering that I had, you know, so much academic success. I was thinking, you know, it would be so easy to get a job here, but it, it ended up being the opposite. And, uh, just having a conversation with a friend and sharing my experiences with him. And he just asked me like, Hey, are you putting your race down when you apply for these roles? And in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, yes. Like, why wouldn't I? Everybody was speaking about diversity and inclusion and all these things. So I'm thinking, you know, if anything, that's going to pretty much help me. And so his response was like, no, like, you know you have to put white down when you apply for roles. And I just immediately replied back and say, you know, we're in the Pacific Northwest. I'm not in Alabama. That's not something I'm, I'm not even thinking about out here uh, as far as when you come to racism and experiences like that. And so in the midst of us having this conversation, I just got rejected from another job. So I said, you know what, like, let me just go ahead and 
reapply to this company as white, really pretty much out of spite. I didn't really plan on doing it, you know, any further than this one time. And, you know, with as soon as I replied, I mean, applied for the job, <clears throat> they ended up um, responding back within 30 minutes and requesting <laughs> and requesting a phone interview. And so at this moment, now my friend is pretty much gloating a little bit like, oh, you know, I told you so. And I was like, OK, well, wait a minute. You know, I want to, like, prove myself right and prove him wrong at the same time. So I said, well, let's run some A-B testing. You know, we can't just make an assumption off of one company. And then I just started some A-B testing, which I thought would happen, you know, would it would be done probably maybe three to five companies. But we ended up applying to a lot of companies out here in the Seattle area. And uh, all 100% times as black, I was rejected. And then as white, they wanted me to do an in-person or a phone interview. And that kind of led me down a rabbit hole to say, okay, well, what could I do to like really help people, you know, and so one thing led to the next, and then we came into the evolution of In Your. It started out as this very small app called Anonymously Ask a Minority Anything. And um, we started getting good responses from people using the application. And it just kind of morphed into it could be something bigger than what, what I imagined. And so that's kind of what brought us here today. I am, Sydney, I'm blown away with, with that. So... 100% of the times you were rejected when you put black down. And then what's, remind me again, the percentage of like when you did not put black down, what was the percentage then? 80. 80%. Yeah. Okay. So, so again, one of my questions to you was going to be like, you know, so how does it feel to be in, you know, I don't know, a little bit more progressive part of the country. And in my, in my mind, in my mind's eye, like I'm thinking the, the Northwest is, you know, in our pre-call, I'm talking about like, oh, you know, it's a it's a cultural melting pot. You know, there's direct flights from, you know, Seattle, Tacoma Airport directly to Tokyo. And, you know, I'm thinking, you know, much more progressive part of the country. And yet, like, uh, based on based on what you're saying, like, that's I am way off base on that. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I was I was blown away as, as well. Um, it, it was definitely eye opening for me you know, thinking that you're in a more progressive place. Um, but I just feel like when you're talking about racism, these sort of things, I mean, as much as as much as much a lot of people want to change, uh, that's just one of the ugly truths that it still exists. And it's, you know, unfortunately, but um, I just was hoping that, you know, like throughout this process that I could at least help someone else. I didn't really want to get into like, any type of legal lawsuits, anything like that, because I just felt that wasn't going to really help anybody but me financially. And so I was like, well, how could I help other people, you know, not go through the same thing or at least, you know, help bring this story to light and and, and do something amazing with it. So I, I pretty much used that as inspiration. And, you know, especially growing up in, in the Deep South, you kind of experience that on a daily basis. So it's not really new to you. It's just how, what form does it take place in other places? And so this was just a form that it took place and it just kind of just drove me and, and really gave me that burning desire and gave me the purpose to really do it because I felt like I've always been a person that, that's been fair and love helping other people. So this gave me, you know, all the, all the motivation and all the fire to keep going. So that's, that's, that's the super exciting part about it. 
So this is your vehicle in which to uh, be a change agent, but please talk to me more about like, what it would talk to me about in your, like, give me, ex- like, what, what does it help with? Yeah. So we basically help, we help, you know, have these conversations around sensitive topics, whether you're talking about mental health or work-life balance, you know, unconscious bias, or, you know, even imposter syndrome, whatever, you know, all these sensitive topics, because it's really hard to really have these conversations. Um, unless you have it with a very trusted friend, like usually you're not talking to strangers. Uh, yeah, there are, you know, very, a very small percentage of people will always speak up. But in, in, in the grand scheme of things, you still have the other 80% that aren't saying anything. Uh, and they have an opinion. They want to be heard too, but it comes with a lot of, it comes with a lot of things that, you know, not everybody wants to deal with. And so we wanted to create this safe place to where you could come and and not worry about that fear of retaliation when you talk about the workplace and you're talking about, you know, your hierarchy and, you know, being judged by your peers or even your friends. So I wanted to have that to where you could come, you know, to this place and and actually voice your your true opinion and share your experiences. And not only that, you can learn from other people who probably have similar experiences and you can say, okay, well, this is how they really, you know, went about trying to make change or um, dealing with this particular issue. So those are the type of things that in yours going to be able to do for a lot of professionals, because it's a lot of things that go on in the workplace that usually get swept under the rug. Um, and I found that out throughout the process as well, too. Sydney, are you finding in conversations with organizations, if you are, are, are they open to this? Or, you know, what, because like you just said, you know, in a lot of organizations, a lot of these things get swept under the rug, right, or, or ignored, and that's part of the problem. And so what, what, what are the conversations like with organizations when you tell them about what you're trying to do? Absolutely. So some of the things that we, we were trying to do, because we kind of really changed the model a little bit because we were like going to try to go like directly to the organization and say, hey, you know, you implement this tool. But then it was just a lot of red tape that we had to go around. And I just didn't want to run into a situation where, you know, we got strung along through the process. And I think they understand like how important these conversations need, you know, need to happen. But also, uh you know, is kind of dicey too when you're talking about a corporation. So what we've really done is really separated and, and turned it into more of a public forum to where you can have these sensitive conversations. And we want to be able to, you know, like really spark these things with the speak your truth. And so you can have these conversations in a safe place and it can be more open instead of having it to where it's more of a closed loop situation, because that's something we struggle with uh, throughout the process. Do we make this closed and make this only for companies or do we just go ahead and make it open for employees to really share? And so I wanted this to be for the people. And so um, that's really what's been the vehicle been driving us is the people been coming in and sharing, you know, their stories and, you know, learning from each other and engaging on these, on these topics. So we just feel like that's probably the better route to go at this point. Uh, when you think of like a, a Glassdoor, Quora, or Reddit, you know, those are all like different outlets, but it's no particular outlet where you can actually go and have this structured conversation about just mental health. And, you know, these are like quality conversations, not necessarily like quantity conversations. 
So one of the other interesting things you're doing is the the Speak Your Truth series. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah. So the Speak Your Truth series is is something um, that we we came up with because we were looking for a way to really highlight things that's really going on in the workplace. And so we wanted to a way to really validate that and have that come from a trusted person. So we partner with a select professional and we let them pick a topic that they truly passionate about and care about. And they kind of explain why. And then you come to the platform and you have this fully open forum style anonymous conversation about this particular topic. So you're able to come in and actually have a topic about mental health or, you know, dyslexia or disabilities or things like that. So now you can actually, you know, feel safe because a lot of times it's very difficult to talk about these particular topics in a, you know, with a lot of people, you know, it's easy to do that when it's one-to-one, but when you're talking about, you might have 20, 30, 40, hundred people, how many, it's hard to really say that. Cause it's like, now you get, you know, branded. It's like, Oh, you know, I'm the person that uh, experienced X. And so, uh, we didn't we didn't want to do that. And so we made it to where it's anonymous to where we enable your username to change every day. So you might be, you know, Sydney today, but tomorrow you could be Nina and it's the same person. And but people that's like looking at your replies or reading these posts or threads, they don't know it's actually you. So that's the anonymity piece to that we added into it. I am. I, I I love that idea. And I love the fact that obviously, you know, I'm the token blind guy on this uh, amazing podcast. So I'm, I'm also um, like, th- like, I want to come back to, because again, I'm, I'm a little disillusioned now thinking, you know, the Northwest and how progressive and, you know, so many things. Oh, right? Mike, like, come on. We've talked about how so many times racism isn't just the South. They're just a little bit more no. overt about it. But racism exists everywhere. <laughs> it does. But I want to go back to like that 100% number is really okay. Because what I'm where and where I want to go to, this, especially like a, a hotbed of tech. Like, it re- I mean, we all agree, like the, the Northwest is kind of a hotbed of tech. And you're and so you're applying for jobs with technical you know, academic accolades and, and competencies on your resume. So I, from, uh, from, so from the token blind guy perspective, like, is there a, is there a black community in the Northwest? I, I mean, I, I, I truly don't know this. So that's why I'm, I'm, I want to like, how is it, a, is it a, is it a thriving community up there? Like what's talk to me more about that culture in, in, in the Northwest, if you don't mind. Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, you know, it's definitely a, a black community everywhere. Um, just here in the Seattle, especially like in tech, I mean, I don't think that I would say anything different. Um, it's very, it's not many minorities, especially blacks in tech. So that is also challenging too, trying to break into tech as a minority, as a black, as a black male. Um, that's always a little bit difficult or black female. And so, um, you know, like, the community here is as supportive as one could be, seeing that we are very small in numbers. Um, I think reports have said, uh, I think the last time I I read the report, it was about 3% African-American, like 3% minority or like 1% African-American. I'm not sure, don't quote me on that one, not 100% sure, but I know it's like very small. Um, so that, that makes it a little bit difficult when you're trying to navigate through the through the process, but you know, I mean, we all have, you know, some type of challenges that we face with some 
some more so than others. And so, you know, you just have to try to find your way and navigate through it and, 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 and just stay persistent because that's, that's just something that I just believe in coming from where I came from, um, you know, like homeless civil rights, like things of that nature, like you always just stay persistent and, and you just keep, you just keep fighting the fight. I mean, that's just part of it. You know, like there's, there's no way around that you can't cheat to get there, unfortunately. <laughs> but No, and I, <laughs> I know Sydney. So I, I get that. Like, so, you know, the organization I'm part of, like it's same thing, like, you know, so helping people with disabilities attain, um, like, again, we, we have, so like, I wish, I wish it wasn't the statistics, but again, the uh, statistics for, um, post-secondary degrees and, and even, uh, graduate level degrees, but like the amount of blind people that have those kind of degrees and yet are still unemployed is staggering. Um, and so that's kind of like what you're, you know, so within, within the black culture with the black people. So you're saying, you know, the kind of similar, like that's, that's what you're battling through as well. Yeah, absolutely. I'm definitely battling that just like in, you know, a lot of us, uh, a lot of blacks are battling that. Cause I think uh, Wells Fargo CEO recently came out and said like he had a problem finding talented black people. Um, to, so I'm, <laughs> I'm still trying to figure that out. I know, I know, I personally know a lot of talented black people that are qualified to work at, you know, Wells Fargo and, and move up in the corporate ladder. Um, so I can only imagine how many people are there that probably already know some people. So it's just, it's just very, uh, it's always interesting to see like different, I mean, see and hear different people perspective on, you know, why there is a shortage and there isn't a shortage of talent. I just think like people don't dedicate the time and resources to actually find the talent because we don't show up at, you know, like Harvard or, you know, Ivy League schools and that sort of thing all the time. And so uh, we just have, we just have different subset of a background and, and, and think and come from different places. So, um, you know, it's, it's always very interesting to just hear some of these stories that, that, that come out of, uh, come out of people mouths. So that's always very interesting. Yeah, like there's a talent shortage with black people, or maybe their recruiting practices are a little flawed. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the pipeline problem bullshit. <laughs> we hear that all the time. It's a pipeline issue. And it's like, well, there's there's a lot of a lot of problems going into that. I mean, I think a big problem is like where are you going to recruit? Um, but you know, and part of it is like what kind of systems have been put in place to actually like elevate the voices of black people and elevate them into positions of power. And, um, you know, like, you know, Mike, you, you say the Pacific Northwest is progressive, but it wasn't that long ago that they had a governor at Oregon had a, a KKK governor, right? What, like the Washington state Klan was a very powerful machine in Oregon or in Washington politics over the last hundred years. Um, so to say that, oh, it's a progressive area is like, well, then you're kind of erasing the white supremacy that is inherent in everything in the Pacific Northwest, too. And so I think we need to recognize that when powers like that have had such a big say, while you might not see overt racism, it's still built into the system. And I think that's part of the reason why you know, someone as talented as Sydney can go applying to jobs and get 100% rejections when he says he's black, but get 80% of those same jobs will give him interviews if he says he's white. I, I totally agree. I No, thank you, Nina, for uh, always you're the academic on this crew. And uh, I know I appreciate that. <laughs> Well, 
Well, so Sydney, what is like, where, where do you want this to go? What's the, the change that you want to see mm-hmm. um, as part of in your doing within companies um, or within society at large? Yeah. Um, so the things that we, we, we're hoping to change is to just bring this awareness. Cause I think a lot of, a lot of times when you think of um, even when you hear about certain statistics or certain things um, it's kind of like, you hear about it, but you don't necessarily like actually see or experience it. So it's kind of hard to make that connection and relate to it. You know, I just use it even something like George Floyd's situation. When you think about that, that isn't a new situation when you talk to people from black communities, police brutality and that sort of thing. That's something that always been going on since time, but the difference between now um, is that now you're dealing with COVID and everybody's kind of slowed down. So now when something like that happens, you can actually see it and pay attention to it. And now you become more empathetic and try to make some changes. And so hopefully this is something that in York can inspire to say, okay, well, not only are people sharing these, you know, these situations and their experiences and people are coming and learning from these, uh, from these experiences that, that are being discussed, um, you can actually take this and like you'll be able to make that connection because sometimes being able to read something and hear somebody's personal experience gives you that type of empathy to have for an individual that you may not have had, you know, just by reading it, you know, in um just by seeing a statistic, a statistical number. Like, oh, three percent of it's only three percent minority in tech. It's very different when you hear a story like mine and like many others that probably have, you know, hundreds of stories, something similar. And then it's like, oh, well, okay, well, I didn't know it was that really going on today. And so I think like, and you'll be able to bring these, bring these kind of experiences to light. And so now these corporations can start to see like, okay, well, I can actually see how, you know, being blind or being dyslexic is a real issue. Are we really doing the things that we're supposed to do with our employees to help them the best way possible to be successful? Because even one of the conversations that that happened inside the platform, there was, we had one conversation around um, uh, disability and dyslexia. And someone shared an experience about how they struggled to tell their boss that they were dyslexic for extended period of time. And then they finally told them and come to find out the company had all these resources that was available to them, but they didn't know this. And they had been working at the job for, you know, almost a year. And someone else read that post and was like, Hey, you know, I was actually going through this same struggle debating, should I tell my boss or not? You know, cause sometimes people look at that as like something negative instead of, something more positive. And so we're hoping that those type of situations that happen where, you know, you have those stories and people can share and see, okay, well, I actually went through this and oh, someone did that and they came out on the other side in a good space. And so that's just going to encourage more positivity and more engagement for the employees with the employers at companies too. So once you have that trust, it's easy to, you know, have those conversations. But if you don't have the trust there, it's kind of hard to really have those conversations. People won't come forward when you're talking about sensitive things. That's just, I think that's just human nature. If you just think about some of the topics now, even if you were to ask 
a hundred people about George Floyd, like publicly, not everybody would give their true feeling. They might give something, a public answer, but then they had a private answer. And so we want to make sure that we, you can speak about these things that you talk about privately, privately, you can't have a public forum to, you know, it's okay to talk about these things, especially like with mental health being like at, at the very forefront of all the things that is happening in the country now, um, you know, when you bottle all that stuff up, it, it takes a toll on you. So we want to make sure that you're able to like really actually can come and engage in a, in a conversation on a, on a sensitive topic and not worry about all the other things that come with that. Well, it might, it might be interesting to see after tomorrow, you right. know, in the resulting aftermath of the election over the next few days, how, because, you know, you make a great point, right? There's a lot of, while there has been a lot of encouragement for people to show their true selves in the last four years, there are still, I like to believe a majority who have, you know, who've stayed silent about, you know, certain views um, and, but uncomfortably so. And I, I just, I don't know. I, I think, um, I think your platform could, could be a, a way to, to start having conversations, but kind of ease into it safely. And, right. and, I, and that's what I love about it. Right. Because it's still not safe to have a lot of these conversations, election aside. And, and that's because of the cultures companies are, are creating and, and, and perpetuating. Um, so yeah, man, Sydney, thank you so much. Are you, how are you feeling about tomorrow? Uh, Nina, I was just talking about that. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm just gonna have to wait. I'm just gonna wait and see. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're just gonna let's just see what happens. Hey, at least we, uh, at least we all have each other to, to call up if we need to, you know, for this for support. So, man, we'll see. We'll see. But Sydney, thanks, man, for everything. Thanks for what you're doing, and um, thanks for, for the conversation today. Is really powerful. Yeah, thanks for uh, sharing your views on stuff and being a change agent, Sydney. More, more importantly, the fact that you're taking action on something um, is uh, I, the the what you're doing is awesome, but the how is even more impressive. So, thanks for doing what you're doing. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Sydney. Thank you so much for having. Yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Um, as always, chooseinclusion.com. Keep checking it out. More voices to come, more voices that are there. You know, I think, you know, that these are amazing opportunities for us to learn from each other and to start bridging, you know, the, the divide that exists in the currently in this country. So thank you all very much um, and take care of yourselves going into tomorrow and, and the day. And vote. Go vote. Go vote. vote. <laughs> vote, vote, vote.